0: What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. We are a couple bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week uh, on the podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight. Absolutely jack shit. Um, Unless you want to pick up a third version of Dirty Dance. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, that came out uh, last week, I'm sorry. Never mind, don't listen to what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> excuse me um so we'll just be moving into through the wall where we got a couple of uh things to talk about we got some disney plus day announcements um as well as a, a certain horror movie um that both caleb and i are very excited for coming out this october had a huge announcement um that i think will uh Excite a lot of fans, make them happy But let's hope it doesn't affect the box office Um, And then we'll be moving into our headliner after that uh, Which will be our breakdown of Mr. Peabody and Sherman Um, So yeah, Uh, Caleb, buddy, us we get started I say
1: let's do it
2: Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Tez's Movie Cellar On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Tez's Movie Seller, crash the letter n taz movie seller with underscores in between each word and on facebook crash and taz movie seller where you as a listener can suggest movies for us to rate and also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining overall don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us and get ready for an entertaining show with us see you guys then
0: was that very loud on your end or was that just me
1: no it was ridiculously loud on my end and i don't Uh, know why
0: (laughs) Okay, just <laughs> being sure, because Vic, if I go any more depth in my left ear, I'm going to... That that's nice not words Vic's for you. fault. That's I know, I'm Vic's just fault. kidding. I don't I know why it was that loud. Shit. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, uh, so like I said, nothing for 4K Spotlight, so we're moving straight into Through the Wall, where we got a couple of Disney Plus Day announcements, and Caleb, do you by chance have those pulled up? Um, I will here in a second. <laughs> okay, cool. I know one that we got. Uh, we got our first like official look at how Pinocchio was gonna look like in um the live action version.
1: Was that like a full
0: blown trailer? I I think it was. I mean, it wasn't released to the public, but I think they did showcase a full full trailer.
1: Dude, what the hell? Like I. <sighs> I saw it on TikTok, but it only showed, like, the opening scene with Tom Hanks and then the f- Blue Fairy. And then it, like, cut off. So I didn't see anything else other than than that.
0: Yeah, I thought it wasn't even... I thought nothing was released for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've just been t- promoting it on, on TikTok lately, but... Yeah, I don't know what the hell... <laughs> Is up
0: with that? Um, but what are your thoughts on how? Oh, you haven't seen how Pinocchio looks like the picture.
1: Like, is it a picture? Yeah, the
0: pi- yeah, it's a picture.
1: Oh, that's like his comic or not comic? <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? That's as accurate as you can possibly get,
0: though, right? It is. I feel it might be a little too accurate because <laughs> it really like it looks too CGI. <laughs> Like, I don't know. He doesn't even look like he's a puppet anymore. Maybe it's just me.
1: Well, you, okay, listen, listen. <laughs> you gotta remember. <laughs> you gotta remember. <laughs> he's about
0: to school me in Pinocchio.
1: No, not even that. You gotta remember, this is going straight to Disney+. Plus. They are not going to drop the big money budget that they are going to with, like, something that's getting released in theaters.
0: See, I... but. Fair, but I hate when studios do that. They're just like, oh, well, you know, since it's hey, going, going on streaming, we're not going to pay the Lady big budget. Remember Lady and the Tramp? God damn it. Fair enough. Yeah, that didn't have
1: a super high budget. The CGI, you could totally tell it was kind of fake. But was the movie bad?
0: No, it wasn't. Okay. Fair enough. Freaking loud cat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he is. But I love him to death. I just gotta make sure he doesn't hop up on me. Anyway, um, so yeah, that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I guess we'll see how this uh, translates, um, to this movie. Um, I just want them to release the damn trailer so I can actually see him in motion.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Like, come on, <laughs> dude. Like, what I'm surprised is with like how accurately. They went with Pinocchio. What the hell happened with Jiminy Cricket?
0: That is an excellent question.
1: Like, they kind of dropped the ball with him. (laughs) Like, I'm like, hey, if you're going, like, like, show accurate, like, go show accurate.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, fair enough. Wait, what the? I love how when I type in Pinocchio, um, 2022, the first thing that pops up is not that picture. It's a frickin', um, new dark Pinocchio soul, souls like gameplay. That, that's what's, that's what they're showcasing, not frickin' the Disney live action version of Pinocchio. That's frickin' hilarious. (laughs) Literally, it's all about that except for two articles about Pinocchio. Jeez. Wow, anyway, um, were you able to get that list pulled up? uh yes, I was sweet, so first up,
1: um, like we said, Pinocchio is gonna be one of the big releases uh cars on the road is gonna be another release, so I still the, haven't watched uh, that trailer it, you're not missing a lot. It's just okay. Lightning McQueen and Mater deciding to go on a road trip. So that's what it's going to be. like. The, it's just going to be a series of shorts of Mater and Lightning McQueen's road trip. Okay. Like going I mean, from I'm, like place to place.
0: I enjoy those two characters together for the most part. They've had some moments I hated them. Um, Cars 2! <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, but hopefully, as long as it's better than Cars 2, then we're okay. Yeah,
1: I'll definitely check this one out. Um, The next one is the Dancing with the Stars Most Memorable Dances. Who gives a shit about that?
0: I haven't Um, watched that show since I watched it with my grandma when I was a child. Yeah, let's see. Um,
1: Epic Adventures with Bertie Gregory. Don't know what that's about. Um, Frozen sing along and Frozen Two sing along.
0: Uh, this yeah, other thing called with growing that. Up. I... Sorry. No. So, wait, what what were you saying? Called? No, I was gonna say I'm amazed that freaking. Um, well, I'm am just, just shocked that uh, Encanto got a sing along version on Disney Plus before Frozen and Frozen Two did. <laughs> I think it's
1: just because it's it's newer, so it's like everyone like wants to watch that one. So I think it's just, they're working their way backwards. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Then there's this show called growing up or sucks. I'm just kidding. It's like a docu series about adolescence with 10 compelling coming of age stories.
0: I'm actually interested I love coming of
1: age stories, so I'm yeah, actually I actually know you're kind about. of a sucker for those, but yes, I mean I am. it'll be nice, so it's like ten different stories, and they're gonna be thirty minutes each
0: sorry how how many minutes each?
1: thirty, so a good half hour per episode, so it's not like a a movie or or nothing, okay. Um but she, yeah then let's see She-Hulk episode 4 will come out which yes. I don't know if if you've seen episode 1 yet Oh didn't we
2: talk about this?
0: I forget if I talked about it with you or DJ. <laughs> no, yeah, we talked about it. Dude, so
2: freaking good.
0: Yeah, dude. A like I told Kale cheap, us, but it was good. I was okay with that. I mean, honestly uh, only the first episode in, and this might be, this might, I mean, after, I had to wait for the whole show to finish, but this might come in second uh, behind Hawkeye for my favorite MCU show. Oof. That's a good call. Um,
1: Let's see. We got the Thor Love and Thunder will be coming out. Um, The making of Thor Love and Thunder will be coming out. I, I want to give that movie another watch, because I do too. It's like, I'm, I'm not quite sure I liked it as much as I think I did. <laughs> really? I Like, I want
0: to go back. I want to go back okay. and, like, okay. figure that one out. Have you watched any of the other, like, making of documentaries they've done on Marvel stuff? Oh, I watch all of them. Okay, hell yeah. Dude, I freaking well, love the making I've only of will, shit. I've only seen the one for Eternals and Hawkeye. <laughs> the one for Shang-Chi was pretty bitchin'. Yeah, okay. Well, let's check that one out. Um,
1: let's see. I I feel like I got tricked. it's called Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return, which is
0: basically just a making of. Dude, I thought the same thing when I first saw that announcement on Facebook. I'm like, holy shit, they're doing something else. No, damn, it's just a freaking making of. I know. I was like, that. oh shit, next season, bitch. <laughs> just call it the making of Obi Wan Kenobi. Don't try to like. Drop this fancy shit on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Then there's another show called Remembering, which this one's supposed to be pretty cool. So it's supposed to have... um, So it's a movie about a writer played by um, Brie Larson who is writing a story but forgets what her idea was when her phone rings and the cool thing is it has a an augmented reality app and so you can like use it to shine or, like put it on the on the movie
0: hmm.
1: and the it will like give you stuff to look at within the the movie itself like it'll be triggered by certain scenes and then you can like do like an AR experience it's it, it the it's it seems interesting. Hmm. So I'm like really interested in seeing that. Because I'm like super for like the AR augmented reality shit. So that seems pretty cool. I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, let's see. A Welcome to the Club. It's a new short from The Simpsons. And then a another series called Tierra Incognita. And I don't know too much hmm. about that. It is a Latin-based show. Or oh, a Latin-based okay. series. Cool. So, pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I'd say it's a pretty solid lineup.
2: Yeah.
1: Seems like a really cool lineup. Definitely some things I'm more excited for than others. But I think for the most part, this is one of the better Disney Plus days
0: that we've had. Fair Fair. I can't remember what dropped last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the only things that I remember that dropped like the first Disney Plus day when it you know officially dropped is the live action Lady and the Tramp, and then uh, that Christmas movie Noël. Yeah, those are the only like big ones, and that's just because those are really good. <laughs> Yeah, Noel. Oh, yeah. Noel doesn't get enough love. That was a really fun Christmas movie. That was a great Christmas movie. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, that's everything for uh, Disney Plus Day.
0: All right. Cool. Um. Well, uh, moving on from that, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis blessed us with some awesome news for Halloween. Ends today um she she made a really like sweet video about her talking about how it's been like a privilege to have been able to play Laurie Strode for four decades and you know just talking about how she thinks that this will this is a fitting conclusion to this saga um even though we all know it's not going to be the end it's going to be the end of Laurie Strode but I'm sure that since the rights go back to the Akkad family After this, um, I'm sure in a couple of years, Michael Myers will be back. Um, But she says that because last year with Halloween Kills, you know, with the pandemic and everything, they decided to release Halloween Kills uh, not only in theaters, but also on Peacock uh, on the same day. So day and date. Um, And because of the success that they had with that one, um, not only at the box office, but also in the streaming numbers, they have decided to also do that with Halloween Ends. Um so on October 14th you can watch Halloween Ends not only in theaters but also on Peacock. That's going to be the shit. Probably unfortunately probably going to get a lot more um people um what's the word pirating it unfortunately. But y- you
1: got to think like if they're willing to release it on Peacock like how bad did the pirating affect their numbers? Probably not all that much.
0: Fair enough. That's a good point.
1: Like, I think if it if it affected them too much, I think they would have been like, hey, no, like, we're releasing it in theaters. But just the fact that they are willing to release this on streaming is a huge deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know with Universal right now, um, they they've been doing the... I think it's like a 45 day window, um, where, uh, they'll release it in theaters, but then a month and a half later, um, it will come to stream, it will come to streaming and you can pay like 20, I think like 20 bucks to rent it. Um, cause it happened with, uh, the black phone a couple months ago and it happened with the bad guys and everything. But this is the first, I, this is the first one in a while that they're doing that, um, no, you don't have to pay to rent it. On stream, you, if you have Peacock Premium, you can watch it that way or you can go see it in theaters. Yeah, dude, freaking the Peacock subscriptions are gonna freaking skyrocket. I hope so, considering, I mean, yeah, this is the final time that Jamie Lee Curtis will ever play Laurie Strode, so. Hell yeah. It's really sad to think. <laughs> I don't want this to end. <laughs> All I know is this better be the goriest and bloodiest showdown in history, and they have Freddie versus Jake, Jason to um, go up against. So they got a they got a lot to live up to when it comes to gory showdowns. Straight up. Um.
1: Yeah, so we're definitely freaking doing that like yes. opening weekend.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, they I say did.
1: that. Um. W- oh, sorry. No, I was just saying. I. From some forums that I follow, um. Big screen is starting to look into offering a, in app browser. Well,
0: it's about damn time.
1: Yeah. So as soon as they do that, we'll be able to watch Peacock from. From the big screen app. So I'm hoping that they knock that out fairly soon. Yeah. Before if not, work. we'll have to figure something out. <laughs> okay.
0: We'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Um. Shit. Oh, Um. I, I hear some people are saying that with this announcement, that we'll probably be getting another trailer soon.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Are you going to watch it, isn't. or are you going to try and avoid?
0: Mm, see, that's the problem with me. I'm like, I don't want to see any more, but at the same time, I do. <laughs> I know, I'm such a That's my problem. Or... <laughs> yeah, dude. I avoid TV spots if I can.
1: Yeah. Um, but trailers... That's where I, I draw the line. TV spots yeah. I will not watch, but I'm a sucker for a trailer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, and especially with Halloween, yeah, I'm sure I'll be watching the second trailer. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I anyway. love how we
1: always seem to go with like, oh, this isn't happening or like, oh, what was I saying? Not, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, like how with trailers, we always seem to be like, yeah, this is the last one I'm watching. And then we talk about like the next trailer, like the following episode. And we're like, yeah, dude. like. <laughs>
0: Uh, But I hope that they learn, when we do get a second trailer, I hope that, because I feel the first trailer did such a great job of, like, giving you what you want to see, but, like, not giving away, like, literally anything at all. Which is what you want in a movie trailer. And so I'm hoping the same thing happens with the second trailer, because they gave away way too much in the Halloween Kills trailers. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, I would have... I don't, like don't get me wrong. It was cool seeing it in the trailers, but I would have loved to have seen the Michael slaughtering all of those firefighters on the big screen for the first time, and not in the trailer. Oh, dude! Absolutely, absolutely. Because I think I've already said this on the podcast, but every single time when you when the one of the firefighters is literally just he like looks over in the distance and he's I think he says what what the f is that. Um and you just see Michael Myers walk through the bur- the burning door in slow mo and oh my God it's so beautiful I love it and just the heavy breathing and <sighs>
1: yeah yeah that was freaking
0: borderline iconic. Have you seen the um I don't know if you follow Nick Castle at all but did you see his uh post a couple weeks ago? Uh that I did not. Um. So he uh, shared the image of him um, because I guess when he does the breathing for Myers, he takes his hands like this and clasps. Or I know no one can see this. (laughs) He takes his hands and clasps them together and does the breathing breathing that way. Um. And so he was doing that, and he said, "Breathing shape into the breathing life into the shape one last time." I'm just like, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm like, that's sad, but you know. That's awesome. That I'm really happy that they brought the original Michael Myers back to have um, some a, a part in this uh, trilogy. So absolutely, like that just kind of adds a, a level of just special to. A yeah, film I agree. Like that. Yeah, absolutely agree. And his freaking breathing is iconic as Myers. <laughs> um. Uh, but that's. Unless you got anything else you want to say about Halloween Ends,
1: no. I'm I'm really excited. I'm so happy that I get to see this
0: on streaming. So that's that's gonna be friggin' awesome, dude. Like honestly, and I I think I will go see it in the theaters also eventually. But just it, it seems every single time since, and I think I've already said this, ever since COVID, or like after since the movie theaters reopened after COVID. Every single time I go, it is my movie experience is ruined because someone pulls out a phone. Every single freaking movie I go see. Yup. And it's really frustrating.
1: Dude, I am and so I swear sick to God. of people.
0: Yeah. I swear to God, if anyone pulls one out for Halloween ends, that bitch is going into my hand and that bitch is getting freaking chucked across the freaking
1: room. Dude, how funny would it be if we're watching it in big screen if they like had a phone th- like prop that you can grab?
0: <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> all I can say is don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That... Shit, that'd be hilarious, though. I'll be on the next flight out there to bitch slap you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it.
1: I absolutely believe that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, nothing else from me about Halloween ends. Yeah, okay,
0: cool. Um, Well, in that case, uh, what do you say we move on to our headliner? I say let's do it. Alright, so for this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down Mr. Peabody and Sherman, and I know this is way out of left field for us because we said that we were going to do nope, Um, but that did not happen, um, unfortunately, but... We still got a very good movie to talk about. And the way that this came across us reviewing is really kind of funny. Cause, uh, Caleb said that he was looking for something to watch with Iris and he couldn't find anything on Hulu or Netflix or Paramount Plus or even Disney Plus. So he goes on Peacock and he finds Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And he's like, Hey, Rose has a soft spot for that movie. So I turned it on and he messaged me, Hey, Rose, let's, let's break down Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And I'm just like, Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> Always take it. I will take any opportunity I can to talk about that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great movie, and it we'll really we'll is. we'll be
1: getting into that. But yeah, I I've kind of been in a tough spot <laughs> this week and last week. Um, the joys my, of being a father. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of living that single parent life. <laughs> for these past 2 weeks. You're doing great. Yeah, cuz my my wife took a trip to to Utah for for a week and she left a little earlier than expected, so I <laughs> had to record with with Iris being alone and then I'm doing the same thing today cuz she gets back supposedly tomorrow and yeah so i need to have like all this shit done <laughs> out of the way but Fine. yeah we'll be back to like adult movies <laughs> but i mean maybe i mean we freaking I was going to say i love Bale. how you say that
0: oh yeah and we've also done encanto and we've, we've done quite a bit of child movies yeah or kids movies but yeah so this is
1: just one of those <laughs> ones where I'm like, dude, I, I can't go see the movie that we're supposed to talk about, so eventually we we'll should... stop promising that we'll do
0: <laughs> Nope. You know what? We should have done Minions, considering you went and saw that with Iris. <laughs> that would have been a, a funny one to do, too. Mm-hmm. Say, if you ever wanted to do that one, I'll I'll pay to go see it in theaters. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it's um spoiler alert, not that special. <laughs> I mean, but it's a minion movie. Like, is anyone really that surprised? Maybe I'll maybe I'll make
1: it like one of the mini recommendations that we do on TikTok.
0: There we go. I like wish you can follow at the Elbros. Anyway. The wait. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's that? Okay, so, uh, Caleb, do you want to tell everybody how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to
1: our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, with this being an animated movie, it's more going to be about the animation, uh, music, costumes, and then our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and thrown into our algorithm and sped out a letter grade for us to compare it to other movies. Uh, so with that, if you have not seen Mr. Peabody and Sherman, you have had eight years to do so?
0: Yeah. So yep. I think Had eight you, years. Yeah, I
1: think uh you're past the point of being able to bitch about it if we spoil it for you. <laughs> yeah. He's right. He's right. Yeah. So uh Rose is about to read the entire synopsis, so if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert
0: now. And uh yep. yeah. Take it away, Rose. All right. Mr. Peabody is a gifted anthropomorphic dog who lives in a penthouse in New York City with his adopted human son, 7-year-old Sherman, and tutors him by traveling throughout history using the Wayback. They visit Marie Antoinette and Versailles during the French Revolution in 1789. Getting caught in the reign of terror, Peabody is nearly sent to the guillotine to be executed by Maximilien oh, Robespierre. I butchered his first name. Um, but escapes with Sherman through the Paris sewers. In the present day, Sherman attends the Susan B. Anthony school on his first day while Peabody struggles to come to terms with Sherman's growing maturity as he fears of losing his bond with him. Sherman's knowledge of the apocryphal nature of the George Washington cherry tree anecdote leads to a fight with one of his classmates a bossy girl named penny peterson in the cafeteria where she puts him in a chokehold accusing him of being a dog since he was raised by peabody peabody is called in by principal purdy as sherman had bitten penny in self-defense and also confronted by miss grunion a child protective services agent who suspects who suspects that sherman's behavior is due to being raised by a dog and plans to visit to their and plans to oh my god Butchering this so bad. And plans to visit to their home. Okay, they've effed this up. There are way too many twos. It should, and plans to visit their home to investigate uh, whether or not he is an unfit parent. Peabody invites Penny and her parents, Paul and Patty, over for a dinner party before Miss Grunion arrives. Penny calls Sherman a liar for claiming first-hand knowledge of history. Despite Peabody's contrary contrary instructions, Sherman shows Penny the way back to show proof and take her takes her into the past where she stays in ancient Egypt in 1332 BCE to marry King Tut. Thir- oh my god, I'm sorry. Sherman returns to get Peabody's help. Uh, Peabody hypnotizes the Pearsons and heads to Egypt to stop the wedding. Penny initially refuses to leave, hoping to achieve Tut's richer after... Tut's riches, God damn it! Riches after he dies, until she is informed that she is well, will be killed alongside Tut during the wedding and escapes with Peabody and Sherman. While trying to return the way back, runs out of power, so they stop at Renaissance Florence in 1508, where they meet Leonardo da Vinci and Lisa del, oh my God, I'm gonna butcher this so bad, del Giocando Sure. sure. Okay, I feel bad. Pioneering Mona Lisa's famous smile. Penny and Sherman explore Da Vinci's attic and find his flying machine. Penny goads Sherman into flying it, which he manages to do before crashing. Da Vinci is thrilled the device works, but Peabody is upset that Sherman was almost killed while also having destroyed a, a historical artifact. When they resume their journey... Sherman learns of Mrs. Grunyon's plot to take him away and enters a fight with Peabody. As they feud, a black hole in time makes them crash land during the Trojan War in 1184 BCE. Upset about Peabody not trusting him, Sherman runs away and joins the army of King Agamemnon in the Trojan Horse, but reconciles with him during the battle. During the final parts... Of the Trojan War, Penny and Sherman are trapped inside the horse as it rolls towards a ravine. Peabody saves him seemingly dies during the attempt, causing Sherman to break down in tears while Penny comforts him. Feeling bad for his actions, Sherman decides to go home and pilots the way back to a few minutes before they left in the present to get Mr. Peabody's help to fix everything, despite Peabody's earlier warnings to never return to a time where, when they existed as sherman and penny try to explain the situation sherman's earlier self shows up when grunion arrives peabody tries to conceal from the petersons the presence of two shermans but the second peabody arrives back from ancient troy complicating the situation Troy. Troy oh my god, wow, sorry, I got confused. Troy Peabody reveals he survived the crash, much to Sherman's relief. Grunyon attempts to collect both Sherman's, but they and the Peabodys merge, which generates a massive cosmic shockwave. Grunyon grabs Sherman and hurts him while attempting to take him away. The enraged Peabody bites Grunyon in retaliation, and she calls the New York Police Department. Peabody, Penny, and Sherman race to the way back, but cannot time travel from a rip in the space-time continuum caused by the merging of their cosmic doubles. The collision causes a portal to appear above New York, and historic objects and figures, many from earlier parts of the story, rain down everywhere in the city. Mr. Peabody crash lands the way back in Grand Army Plaza at the base of William... well, Tecumseh Sherman's statue... Uh, historical figures and police officers quickly surround them while Grunion calls in animal control to arrest Peabody. Excuse me. Sherman explains everything was his fault, but Grunion contends that it is all because a dog cannot raise a boy. Sherman counters with, if being a dog means being as loving and loyal as Peabody is, then he is proud to be a dog as well. Penny, her parents, the historical figures, and others all make the same pledge. George Washington grants Peabody a presidential pardon which is supported by Abraham Lincoln and Bill Clinton, forcing the authorities to leave Mr. Peabody alone. (laughs) Leading to possibly one of the best
1: jokes in a children's movie.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) When larger objects such as the Sphinx, the RMS Titanic, and the Florence Cathedral begin falling through the rib, the people of the present and the past are forced to brainstorm ideas to prevent disaster. Peabody and Sherman take off on the way back and travel into the future for a few minutes, successfully undoing the cha- undoing the damage. The historical figures are dragged back to their respective times with agonizing Agam- Agam- Oh my god, Agamemnon abducting Grunyan back to his own time as she vows revenge on Peabody. Sherman returns to school, having become great friends with Penny, and finally begins to develop his relationship with Peabody further, officially referring to him as father. History has become what? Con- wow! contaminated with modern traits. Tut throwing a New York-themed party, Da Vinci and Del Giocando pioneering pop art, Washington and Benjamin Franklin competing over the value of the banknotes with their respective faces on them. Albert Einstein becoming enraged when he is unable to solve a Rubik's cube. Robespierre falling, failing to use a taser properly, and Grunyon and Agamemnon married in the Trojan Horse by, oh uh, my God, Odysseus. Uh, Odysseus, after Grunyon accepts his love. Oh my God, I butchered that so bad. That's one of my worst ones in a while. (laughs) Jeez.
1: Yeah, that one wasn't ideal. (laughs) But you did your best, and that's why we love it. (laughs) Whew. Jeez, kind of a complicated story (laughs) when you like. A
0: a little bit. I didn't think it was this complicated, but you know, I mean. I know, it goes to whoever wrote this. But, yeah, they...
1: (sighs) Overall, I think the movie, like, works pretty well. Like, being, being like, an asshole critic, though, I think it starts to fall apart when you kind of get into the nitty-gritty details of it. I think they just try to throw way too much into it. It just kind of, like, not like... (sighs) They overflow the cup a little bit, and it just kind of the story seems very full, and it's like a lot of like mini micro stories, fair enough, and so it just kind of feels like cluttered a little bit
0: yeah, that's i I will admit um honestly uh my favorite part like I feel like the first 20 minutes are my favorite part and that's just because it's mostly focusing on just Peabody and sherman um, I feel once like they go to the dinner party and everything um I get what they were trying to do you know like they have to come up with a good way for to use the way back and everything for for the plot but i I agree with you it does kind of get a little wishy-washy I don't know if that's uh, the good a good way to explain it um but just it yeah it just like, feels like they're trying to do so much in so little time yeah
1: i think i think something that would have been interesting for them to do like alternatively because i mean did the did Mr. Peabody and Sherman in the original show did they time travel? That yes. you know if they, they did mhm okay then I think what I would have done, because it just felt like a continuation of, like, of the story, like, from the original show, it just felt like a continuation. So it's just like, hey, like, they're still time traveling or whatever. I think because this is a brand new experience for younger viewers, I think they should have just gone solely with it being for the purpose of educating Sherman. I think what they could have done was show that Mr. Peabody can basically do anything. And then he's teaching this boy how to do everything, but he goes to school and he comes home with a bad history test. And so he's just like, the best way to learn is to experience it. And so he goes and then he like builds the way back and then they have their adventures that way.
0: You know what? The, that's yeah, I don't know. I would I would have loved to um see Mr. P like I don't know, I would have loved the focus of the movie to be how Mr. Peabody got the idea for I mean, he does explain why he got the idea for the way back, but I would love to see the actual process into building it. Yeah. I I don't know if
1: like the process of building it could would have been super interesting. It could have been a good like montage Fair.
0: though. That's true, um, but no, I get where you're coming from, um, because I know in the original show, um. God damn it, um. I swear they did something like that with with you with like how you're saying like with Sherman's math test, or sorry history test, um. I swear they they I swear they did something like that. But just, yeah. uh, like, I, I agree with you, like, something, like, uh, a reason for them to go back in time because of Sherman makes more sense. Yeah, I think that would have been a little
1: bit better. And then you get into, like, the full-blown, the hijinks of, um, like, the time travel. And I think you could have had the same story where maybe each time that they traveled because of something Sherman broke or whatever, was causing ripples in time, and then, like, when they eventually went back to their time, then it's like the Grand Portal opened, and then they had to basically just do exactly what they did in this one. It's just no. changing the... changing the um, the catalyst of this movie instead of it being, like... Because it, it just felt like that time travel thing wasn't super important until it was.
0: Fair enough.
1: Like, there was no yeah. reason for them to. Like, other than it's like, hey, they used to time travel, so now they're time traveling here. But Sherman has to go to school, and he's getting bullied, and he invites, like, the, the family over to, like, resolve this conflict. And then she calls, or then the, the little brat bitch calls Sherman <laughs> a liar, and so he has to prove to her that she that they do have a time machine it just feels very convoluted
0: for you know what's line that always like makes me mad um is that you know with you uh how Penny like tells Sherman, Oh yeah, you're a liar the whole when um he first shows her the way back and he's just like, Oh, you know, Mr. Peabody uh says I can't drive it until I'm older and she's just like, You listen to everything that Mr Peabody says, do you know what that makes you? He's like an obedient son She's like, no, a dog. I'm like, no, that makes him an obedient son.
1: Yeah, I don't know freaking, what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, like she's just doubling down on her friggin' bullying. Yeah, seriously. Like,
0: we get it. He's a dog, makes, but he's a different kind of dog. Yeah,
1: it, it did. I did not care for it. I would have eliminated the Penny character altogether. I, yeah, I, I honestly would have too cuz it's just like i said it just gets too it becomes too much and you're just like okay now we're dealing with this now we're dealing with cuz like what i'm also thinking too is like when they got trapped in like the renaissance with da vinci and then they they're like building this machine to charge the way back like what the hell was up with that like, it, it just, it was very, and I know this is a kid's movie, and I'm not going to be docking it, like, super harsh. It's just, little things I feel they could have improved upon immensely would have really, really helped with the uh, the overall flow of the story. It just, they it just felt like they were trying to cram too much in here. And I think that they could have had the exact same story of Peabody and Sherman and their like growth together as a father and son unit. You could have had all of that in a much different story.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cause yeah, the, the relationship they set up between Peabody and Sherman is fantastic. It's a great father son dynamic. Yeah. They did a great job with that. Like it was so
1: fun to watch and it's interesting to see how at the beginning of the movie they it, it does really kind of start off like feeling like Sherman is just like Peabody's ward or something, yeah. And then That's how it point. eventually grows to feel like a little bit more fatherly, yeah. So I think the movie did an excellent job with that. Um, it's just like I said, it's just plot-wise.
0: Eh, yeah. I mean, I I know that they wanted to go like grand scale for a Mister Peabody and Sherman movie, and this is probably the only way they could think like, oh, you know, like how we can we um get it to where you know like they mess up the the past, and so all of a sudden all these um famous historic, historical figures um literally just crash land into New York at the end. Just like I I get you want it to you want to make it big. Um, especially because I feel that a lot of people did not watch Mister Peabody and Sherman, um, because uh, if I'm being honest, like this was my first introduction to these characters. I didn't watch the shorts until after this movie. I know that they were always attached with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, and of course I watched that. Um, but, um, I I get that they probably wanted to try to be like, oh hey, you know like let's make this big scale. So maybe that can get people to watch the old cartoons after they see this movie. But I feel like they could have still kept it more tame, but still had a great story. Absolutely. Absolutely
1: agree with you on that one. Um, yeah, I think if you really wanted to include Penny in this, maybe have that conflict where Penny's calling Sherman a liar because he's sharing like hey like me and my like me and Mr. Peabody have traveled into the past and then she's like liar and then have her like see like see the truth like see we actually have a time machine and like all that at the end after their like big adventure like kind of wrap that little side story up like if you really wanted to include Penny.
0: Yeah, no that that's a good point. Like it it just
1: it would have Penny just kind of threw a wrench in everything. And it wasn't great. And I think that's more of a writing issue. So I'm not going to dock because of Penny yet. But I will be docking because of Penny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So personally with story. I think
0: I'm sitting around like an 84. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go one point higher than you, 85.
1: Yeah, like I, I totally understand, like, the, like, like we've stated, we're not the target audience for this, and I think it made enough sense for kids, but from a critic's perspective, it just, it had issues, yeah. and I think if we were being like complete and utter assholes, I'd be down in like the 70s. <laughs> But we give fair fair scores on this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) or as fair as we feel they deserve. And because we're not the target audience, and it just it made enough sense for kids, that's why I think it scored as high as it did. Yeah, agreed. All right, next up we got writing. Dude, the freaking jokes in this
0: were pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) yeah there is literally only one joke that i i rolled and that's just because i'm like okay yeah you know they gotta have some you know funny kid humor and it's just the um sherman saying like oh well you can't marry him you can't marry king tut because first of all his name rhymes with butt i'm like oh my god yeah i'm
1: dude i have such a weird sense of humor because it's either like super dark twisted shit or it's dad jokes. So for me, <laughs> Mr. Peabody's dad jokes landed every single time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fr- like, I freaking loved this I jokes. mean but he
0: makes some really good ones, the freaking oh but you know what they say if first you don't succeed. Troy Troy again. Like, oh I know. God. I
1: love it. <laughs> Dude I I was laughing so hard with shit like that? Dude, uh, j- dad jokes just hit my funny bone. Like, something awesome. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome.
1: And then, oh my gosh. And then, like, we kind of, like, led into it while you are reading the synopsis. The Bill Clinton joke? Holy oh shit, my dude.
0: my god. I can't believe they even put this joke in the movie, but boy, am I happy they did.
1: Yeah, so, for those of you that don't know, when... Mr. Peabody is getting the presidential pardon for biting the social worker from George Washington, and it gets endorsed by Abraham Lincoln. Bill Clinton comes off to the side, and he's like, Yeah, I've done worse things. (laughs) Dude, I laughed so hard, it scared Iris.
0: (laughs) Oh, Shit. (laughs)
1: I, that was so freaking funny. I can't believe they got away with putting that in the movie.
0: <laughs> Dude, you know what would have been like the uh, tipping of the iceberg is if they had freaking um, Hillary Clinton in the background just going kind of like, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the freaking cat from Puss in Boots. Yeah. Oh, my god! <laughs> just
0: be so great.
1: Oh, speaking of, just like. Total side note: They that cat is in the new Puss in Boots movie. Oh,
0: yes. I th- yeah. Did that just solidify that we have to review that one? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Freaking cool. cool. Cool.
1: Anyway, <laughs> getting back <laughs> on track. <laughs> like, if I didn't bring it up now, I, w- I would have forgotten. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, it's, dude. It, I was really impressed with the writing. Like, not all the jokes landed. I think the, um... Like, whenever Mr. Peabody would make a dad joke, and Sherman would laugh and be like, I don't get it. Yeah, that got old fast. It, like, I think the first two times it was funny, but the, at the after the third,
0: it was like, okay, dude, like, stop. <laughs> and really quick, I want your opinion. Um why is it so funny or why do people think it's funny to have um babies naked bums shown in animated films maybe so- I, don't I don't find know. that it's funny <laughs> Re- okay uh, I, mean, I don't find not, it that cute know. it's it's i mean don't it's give me like, i'm not uh, yeah i mean i don't know i'm try- trying to sound like a dick here um but, I mean, I, I will fully admit, like, when, so in the movie, um, when the, Mr. Peabody's going through this whole montage of um, Sherman growing up, there's a part where Gandhi is holding Sherman and his diaper falls down. Um, nah, I maybe giggled a little bit. But just, I don't know, like, I'm not the biggest fan of those kind of things. I will admit, though, it's a better representation of doing something like that than the frickin' Boss Baby when they sprinkle the powder on his bum and then they touch his butt and then he farts it. I'm like, that's not funny. That's you gross. think,
1: Rose, we're not the target audience for this. To kids, <sighs> butts are funny. Nah, yeah, okay. Good point. And it's either... I feel like, the Boss Baby ha- does a little too much, though. Yes, absolutely. But you got to think too, like they can't do adult butts. True. I'm just so, amazed that they can do kid butts. I like, I know. I think we they just need to get away from doing butts in general. Like I if you want to do fart jokes and f- like whatever like have
0: at it. But Yeah. No no more naked bums.
1: Yeah. I you know what? I think would be even funnier than just like straight up just butts. If you did, mm-hmm. like, the Plumber's Crack. I think Plumber's oh, yes, Crack see. jokes are so much funnier than bare Butt jokes.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Like, And I think you're going to have a lot of fun with freaking jokes like that. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. But yeah, like, where... Script-wise, where I think this movie kind of falls apart is with Penny. Penny sucks.
0: Seriously. And yes, we know that the movie tries to redeem her at the end. I No. Still hate her. Hate her. Dude, it, like...
1: The crush that Sherman has on Penny? Why? Yeah, exactly. It should have come out that Penny has a crush on Sherman. That would have made more sense. That would have made way more sense. And it's like, yeah, she... Like was making fun of him because she likes him, like that would have tracked so much better than Sherman being like, maybe I like Penny. Why? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she's a little shit to you. She has given you no reason to like her,
0: Sherman. Be better, (laughs) (sighs) man. And honestly, for the amount of times that she disrespects his father, like. Oh my god, she's such a little shit. Yeah, dude.
1: I was like, when she was freaking making like those dog comments in ancient Egypt. Yeah. Mm. I was just like, bitch, he could bite you and be completely
0: in the right. <laughs> yeah. the And the fact that like she pushes that whole like fight that. Uh, Peabody and Sherman have in the the way back and like how um she he he uh she put it so much into his head that oh whenever Peabody talks to me it's like he thinks that I'm a dog, um and it's so sad that it got to the point that Peabody had to say no Sherman you're not a dog you're just a very bad boy. Yeah I
1: know dude she, she's the worst like it was such bullshit plot. Issues Like, you could have gone around, like, gotten the same result in a much better way. Absolutely. Like, you did not need Penny to freaking throw the wrench in it. Because she just becomes super unlikable. Like, yeah. at the end, I still didn't like her. It, even after no, she I had, didn't. like, supposedly been redeemed. Yeah, no, she didn't. So, I mean, I'm not docking a ton for her because I think the jokes overall landed fairly well and the dialogue was pretty decent. Like I really enjoyed the discussion between Peabody and Da Vinci talking about like yes. Sherman growing up and kind of like having to find his own way and and all that. Like I I loved that.
0: Same here. Like they
1: had a lot of like really good solid heartfelt moments and that along with the amazing jokes like puts me fairly high with the writing
0: like where where are you sitting at um i'd say i'm slightly lower than the story and i mean i agree with you with the really really it's it's penny it she really kills it for me um. Okay, so, so I'm going to go in 83.
1: Damn, I did not think that I was going to be nicer to this movie than you. <laughs> I mean, this is just the writing. I'm just saying. Yeah, Um. I'm actually going the opposite direction. I'm heading to like in 87 okay. for writing. Eh, no, I'm going to give it an extra point. I'm going to go 88. I think I enjoyed I mean- it. Just enough, like more than you, <laughs> to yeah, to give it that high.
0: Okay.
1: All right, moving on over to acting. We have Ty Burrell, who voiced Mr. Peabody. Max Charles, who voiced Sherman. And then we have Ariel Winter, who voiced Penny Peterson. Those are like the main big... Names.
0: Um, any other like big names that you can think of, or? Uh, I mean, all I can think of is uh, Stephen Colbert, who played Penny's dad. Um, didn't Jenny Slate play her mom? No, not Jenny Slate. Uh, no, Leslie Mann. That's. who. Thank you, Leslie Mann. Um, and then oh my god.
1: Ah, oh, dude? Your name I don't know what it is. Leslie Mann has an amazing. Cartoon voice. She does. It's so good. She needs to do more voiceover work. I think she does. Like, don't get me wrong. I love her acting, but I think she does much better with her, like, the animated stuff.
0: I agree. Um, I can't remember. Alison Janning. That's her name. Plays Miss Grunion. I
1: love Alison. She. Uh, is it
0: J- Jannie or? Oh, Janie! Janie, thank yeah, you. Alison um, Janie, oh my gosh, dude, I love her. She plays a once again a bitch so well. Oh my god, I freaking hated her, but I love her. Dude, she same does time. so
1: good. Like she play like it seems like any cart or animated role that she has, she's playing that. Like she was playing the the head of the homeowners association and over the hedge. She was the freaking remodel it lady from the Adams family.
0: She was. I forgot about that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think bitch. the only one, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head where she wasn't like horrible was when she was playing the starfish in Finding Nemo.
0: Oh my oh, dude! I totally forgot that was her. I've watched
1: a lot of the old Disney movies lately. I love it. Yeah, so I freaking love Allison
0: Janey, dude. She's an she American is. treasure. She is. Oh, my God. I love her so much. But yeah, her Miss Grunion was freaking scary, dude. Yeah. Ser- oh, my
1: God. Terrifying. Yeah. Ugh. Didn't like that at all. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, yeah, the, like those kind of cover the, the big ones. Um, I'm trying to think if they had like any other like big names. Doesn't look like it. Did, I don't
0: know if you noticed this. Oh, s Oh, sorry. No, sorry. You go. No, I was going to say freaking Stanley Tucci played Leonardo da Vinci. I did not know that. I didn't that either. is awesome. That's that epic. is awesome.
1: And then, of course, we we know with uh, Agamen, Agamemnon, uh, voiced by Patrick Warburton. Like, I mean, can you get any better than that? Yes. Oh my God. Like, so it's a so good. Like, great artist. cast. Uh, like uh, yeah. an amazing cast. Like even Penny. Like I'm not like I'm not the biggest fan of Penny, but it is not the actress's
0: fault. <laughs> No, it's yeah, it's literally the lines that she was giving, but given, yeah. but she 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 does a great job conveying that oh yeah, you're supposed to hate me. I'm a little shit. Yeah. And somehow it kind of
1: makes it funnier that Ariel Winter voiced Penny because she plays Alex Dunphy in Modern Family with Ty Burrell. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, I am interested to hear your top three.
0: All right, here it goes. Number three, I'm going to give to Allison Janney for Miss Grungan. Two, I will give to Max Charles for Sherman. And number one, I have to give to Ty Burrell for Mr. Peabody. I freaking love his voice so much as him. Both them did great as Mr. Peabody and Sherman, but Ty Burrell just is. His voice, I feel, is so calming and it fits so perfectly with Mr. Peabody that just. Oh, chef's kiss for.
1: Dude, he has a great cadence to his voice with Peabody. Yes! Like, it is so freaking good. Like, I, I love for whatever reason, like, it's not my favorite line or anything, but I love the way that when he was talking about his, his past and like being adopted, um, I love the way that he like talks to the, that kid about throwing the stick, He's like fetch, boy, and he's like, why aren't you? Aren't you just gonna go throw it again? <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, it, it's just like the cadence in his voice, and like it's very like matter of fact and very Monotone is not the right word because it kind of does have like a. Mo- it has moments of like inflection. Where he kind of has like more enthusiasm behind his his tone, but it's it's very like matter of fact, but like like you said in a, like a calming way, yeah. Like it's such an interesting voice, like Ty Burrell. I freaking love Ty Burrell, dude.
0: But dude, I freaking love the kid though in that scene where he's just like, "I don't want this one, mommy." He's sarcastic. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then like I love the way that he changes his tune. He's like,
0: wait, wait. <laughs> like I'll fetch. I'll bark. You know? I'll even shake hands. Bark, bark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, absolutely agree with your number one. Uh same with number two. I think Sherman was like was just a great he like he had a solid voice. I mean it wasn't like, anything groundbreaking by any means. Like, I think most of the time with our, like, top three, I think one and two are usually pretty close. I think in this instance, they're pretty separated. Fair enough. Where, like, with some movies, I'll have, like, a number one and then, like, a 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. This is, like, a number one and a number two. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, And then my number three, I'm actually going to give to Stanley Tucci for his Leonardo da Vinci. I love it. Yeah. Excellent choice. They had... And I think it was just the way that they were playing off of each other between Peabody and, and da Vinci. The... He, like, almost sounded sad, but it, like... A bittersweet, a bittersweet voice where he knew what he was saying was like had some sad tones about it, but it was like in a happy way, like kind of like bringing it, like the tone back up, like saying something sad but bringing the mood up in in a way where it's it kind of like levels itself out in a way. But it it like there was such an amazing way that I, like he he was able to make me feel. Like, it's just like, oh, man, like, yeah, this sucks, but, I mean, but think about the, like, the excitement, the adventure of this, and, and all, like, I was like, yeah, I'm getting pumped, but then I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I said, like, I think I worded it best just saying bittersweet, and I think he was able to portray that, like, amazingly, so that his performance stand out a little bit higher. Like, if he's my number three, Miss Grunion's, like, right there <laughs> at number all four. Right, well, Yes, I love it. But, uh, yeah. So, um...
0: What are you thinking with acting? Honestly, I'd say it's my highest one so far. Um Just for how much I loved uh, Ty Burrell. Um, I'm gonna actually go a 91. Wow. Yeah, I'm not... Not
1: quite as high. There was like there were some extras that I wasn't super impressed with. Um, fair enough. Oh, uh, what's his name? Robes Pierre. I wasn't super impressed. Like I think he just went a little too heavy on the French accent. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um. And, then, and I also want to comment with,
1: like Marie Antoinette.
0: I feel that's fair. I feel his joke though. When he said a uh, cantaloupe is the lowest of the fruits, I have to absolutely disagree with him there. <laughs> it is not.
1: I'll I'll agree with him on that one. Freaking cantaloupes wow. suck, oh, dude. I wow. hate cantaloupes. They taste so like <sighs> they're like watermelon's
0: reject cousin. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> That's because you haven't had your bro pick you out the perfect cantaloupe. I'm just saying. If If I can do that, because cantaloupes suck ass. (laughs) Okay, you know. Okay. (laughs) Wait, no. When I'm out there next, it won't be cantaloupe season. Never mind. Okay, next summer when I come out, I'm gonna pick the perfect cantaloupe from you for the perfect cantaloupe for you from Kroger. And if you hate it, still then, then I'll accept it. But I won't accept your answer until you try a perfect cantaloupe. Deal.
1: Fine. Okay. I've had I've had my mind changed with fruit before with like mangoes, or not mangoes, peaches. Oh. Okay. So I, I'm willing to give cantaloupe another shot, but. Okay. As of right now, cantaloupe freaking, like, sucks.
0: (laughs) You bastard.
1: Like, the the way that I view cantaloupe is the way that I view the cousin that goes to an Ivy League school and comes back and he's just, like, all uppity and, like, all he wants to talk about is freaking Harvard or some shit. Oh well, at Harvard. They do this, and then <laughs> and then watermelon's like the cool freaking voice. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then freaking like watermelon's like the cool cousin that's like took a year off of school just to like get high and do cool shit. <laughs> uh...
0: Dude, that was so funny. Yeah,
1: I can do voices too. <laughs> uh, well, we need to not, hear more. I of know, them, man. not, come, not come any, on. I, I know. I just, get, I'm, I get real self conscious about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I get you. I get you. Uh, but um, yeah, my acting, I'm kind of like. It was nothing too impressive to me, other than Ty Burrell's performance, but everyone else just kind of was maybe average or slightly below. So I think I'm sitting at like an 85. All right. All right. Next up, we got character development, which this one, I feel like you could have done either Peabody or Sherman.
0: Yeah, you can. Like who who did you end up doing? I I honestly did Peabody. What about you? I was
1: actually leaning more towards Sherman. So you make you make your argument for yours, and I'll make
0: the uh, okay. argument for mine. Okay. Alright. Um, so with Peabody, um I love how we start off with um, you know, him uh first uh Finding Sherman in an alleyway, um, taking him to court, actually being able to adopt him. And (laughs) I love how he starts it off like, firsthand. hey, no, I'm not, you don't call me dad. It's just Mr. Peabody, or in less formal occasions, just Peabody. And throughout the whole movie, I love just seeing um, uh, their father-son connection just grow and grow and grow. Um, and even, you know, they even have some conflicts along the way, um, considering that uh, I, I feel that Penny, like, really sets this all into motion and, like, challenging their father son dynamic and how um, Mr. Peabody um, has to deal with uh, Sherman, you know, getting older and branching off into the world. And, like you said, with um, Leonardo da Vinci and him talking uh, about this. Um, and just all that, the whole fight between them and the way back with, uh, uh Mr. Peabody, um, re, you know, having to reassure Sherman, nothing's going to happen, but then him basically saying like, Hey, no, you just need to stop. I'm not calling you a dog. I'm just saying that you're a very bad boy. Um, but then, you know, them finally reconciling at the end, getting back into, uh, their father son dynamic. And then I love that it, uh, ends on um mr peabody actually finally um um saying i love you to sherman instead of in uh oh my god um towards kind of like yeah, the beginning a very, very high regard for you <laughs> yes yeah i love that he grows from that to actually saying i love you um um. Yeah, and I love that Sherman. Uh, once he says that, he just smiles and he's just like, "I have a deep regard for you as well, Mister Peabody." Like, <laughs> that's yeah, I love that so much. Um, and I freaking love that Peabody's last line is no doubt about it. Every dog should have a boy.
1: And so, I know, dude, that line was just, it was so freaking sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. So overall, I I mean, for me, I think uh, Peabody. It's I mean, it's probably not like a super. Um, detailed um, character development because he's still, I I feel like he's still a good father at the beginning, but by the end he's grown to be an even better father. He's, he was never a bad father. It's just, he got a little better. He understands his, understands his son more. So, yeah,
1: I thought, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty decent arc. Um, yeah, I went with Sherman, and it's mainly because I know that he wasn't necessarily, like, the focus of this movie. It was mostly focused around Mr. Peabody, but I think he kind of had a very, like, indirect character growth that I found really interesting, where he kind of starts off just kind of accepting and doing whatever... Mr. Body tells him to, like, for the most part. I mean, they get in trouble, obviously, because of some things that Sherman does, but I think that, like, he starts off just being, like, this very naive character, not really thinking too much of the world around him, and, he like, he's taking in, like, the knowledge, but he's just not making his own choices, it feels like. Because he's, like, he's always, like, like, I noticed at the beginning, he was very much, like, like, do, like, what do I do, Mr. Peabody? Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, constantly asking things like that. Where, near the end, he was actually coming up with ideas. Like, it was his idea to jump to the future. It was his idea to like fly or whatever the hell. So it was. He kind of came into his own. And then, like, the scene that stands out the most to me is when he's driving to school with Mr. Peabody. He's, like, having this discussion that kind of in relation to, like, or to not to. Not relation. To reflect the conversation that they were having earlier where Mr. Peabody was the one giving him all these notes of what to do throughout the day. It was Sherman giving Peabody the notes of what to do throughout the day. And it it was just, it was nice because it felt like Sherman was making his own decisions. And like, yes, he was growing up and becoming more. And I know that we both freaking hate Penny. (laughs) So much. She was, like, the the driving force for that growth.
0: That's a good point.
1: And I, I really did appreciate that. But, again, like, as you said, not the best arc in the world. I'd actually put Mr. Peabody's a little bit higher, especially with how you explained it.
0: Oh, okay. I feel um, you explained Sherman's very well.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, his... It just wasn't, like, top-notch or anything.
0: I get you.
1: Like, personally, where I would put... I would put Sherman's arc about, like, 78, 79. Okay. And then Peabody's, I'd go a little higher into, like, the 85, 86 range. So I think I'm going to average that out and go into like an 82. Yeah.
0: I'm going to agree with you with what you said with PewDiePie's arc at 85 or 86. and yeah, I'm going to go an 85.
1: Alrighty, next up we got effects, which
0: is going to be like the animation. I think they did a, a great job transitioning for how they looked in the original animated shorts um, to now. Um, or to to this um i will say uh sherman definitely had a lot shorter hair um in the animated um shorts but i i feel that um the way that they set him up in this one i mean they never touch upon his hair but i i feel that the way that he's animated in this his um longer kind of spiked up hair works um yeah i i thought the animation was was great i mean it's dreamworks so You definitely expect their humans to not, their human characters to maybe not look exactly like Pixar human characters. Um, so like maybe like a little cartoony, but like not too much. Um, but I mean, especially, I mean, Mr. Peabody looked fantastic. Um, I feel that wasn't really that hard. You really couldn't F up transitioning him from the shorts to the movie, but I mean, even the freaking like fur on him looked great. That, that really stood out. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have a lot of problems with the animation. Yeah. I,
1: I didn't have too many. I did kind of, I, I might be crazy in feeling this, but I felt like the human figure, like Mr. Peabody was fine. Cause Mr. Peabody's already, like, a very stiff character, or comes off that way. Um, but the rest of the people, like the humans, they also felt like they were very stiff in their movements. It was very, like, very upright, like, perfect posture. Which, I know this is, like, a weird gripe, but it just, it felt like everyone was, like very uniform in their movements, and I felt like they could have gotten away with, like, giving some fresh movement okay. to, to people, or at least given some variation, because I felt like everyone moved the same. And, I don't know. Like I said, I think it, it might be a weird gripe.
0: <laughs> I get where you're coming I mean, I didn't really feel that way, but I can understand where you're coming from. Um... I don't know, I, I felt the characters all moved in different ways and I mean I, I, I can see where you're coming from with like the like the stiffness, like the standing up posture. Um maybe that's what they wanted to set up in this universe that like everyone is like so strict except for um uh or like everyone should be like standing stiff like that except for Peabody.
1: Right. I don't know, like something about that just didn't sit right with. I'm not going to be docking like significantly. It's just kind of like, <laughs> like I said, a minor
0: gripe. Right. Like, um, like I said, I get to, I, that... I didn't see it, but that, that's yeah. just me. But I can understand where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, absolutely agree with you. The texturing
1: on the fur and the hair was pretty good. Um, I did learn fairly recently that the technology to do different hairstyles has just like very recently come out. Like with with oh, really like Encanto's or Encanto's one of the first movies to incorporate the new software for hair.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so they're able to do a lot of different hairstyles like with curls and and wavy hair and all that. And like where you'll notice with a movie like Mr. Peabody and Sherman, everyone's hair is usually like pretty flat. Like it's straight hair or it's up in some sort of dew or like whatever. It's, it's usually in a, in an area where there's not a lot of movement. And if there is movement, like if someone's hair is down, it's not very complicated movement. Whereas like hair that's curly is kind of like springy. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting
0: and something that I was, like, yeah, paying attention that is... to. Did, I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, kind of cool fun fact for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, where are you at with effects? Um, I'd say I'm in the high 80s. Um... I'm gonna go eighty seven. I will actually meet you there. Sweet.
1: Alright, next up we got music.
0: Which Um there was a lot really... of songs
1: in this that were pretty like iconic, but nothing really stood out.
0: That's true. I mean I feel the one um that stood out for me is like, the end credits song, way back when. I feel it's a pretty damn good song. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, other than that, like, nothing hugely really stepped out to me. Or stood out to me. Yeah, I know that they played a lot of clips of
1: songs, but it wasn't, like, big songs. Or, it wasn't, not big songs, it wasn't big parts of the scenes. It was no, just kind of, yeah, like, I maybe, like, flashback moments. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't... Like I said, I wasn't super impressed. And I think... Maybe I'm leaning more towards an 8. I can give you that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Uh, next up we got costumes. So this is more just... With an anime movie, for those that don't know, this is, like, the um, the character design for
0: these characters. Um, I feel with Mr. Peabody and Sherman transitioning with how they looked in the shorts to here. Um, I love that they really didn't change anything. Um, if anything, the only ch- thing they changed... Um... Actually, wait, no, they didn't, because I was going to say... Um, Sherman's shoes are different, but no, he basically wore, like, high-top sneakers, and that's what he wears here, just, like, high-top converse. Um, but, yeah, like, literally, they're transitioned perfectly. Sherman wearing his classic white shirt with black shorts, and, you know, of course, Peabody with the red bow tie, glasses. Just, they looked great. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think the character designs worked really well with, like, the other characters, Worked really well with um, the world that they set up. But Mr. Peabody and Sherman, like, you can absolutely, like, with the whole silhouette test that I I go, you can absolutely tell that it's them.
0: Oh, yeah. Hands down. Easy. (sighs) What are you sitting at? I might be at a nine.
1: Absolutely agree. I am surprised it didn't go to a ten, because I probably would have gone that oh, way. Oh really? Yeah. Just with how iconic they are. Like Mr. Yeah. P. Bunny and Sherman, they like they they're I feel like they're a, a an iconic duo. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think I think a nine's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah. Alright, last up we got our own personal score. You want me to
0: take this one? Sure. take it. Um overall um I really love this movie. Um this is one of my favorite Dreamworks movies. Um I love these characters, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, such great characters and that they're well utilized in their own movie and yeah, I I know we said some negatives about this movie, but god do I still love it. Um so with that How high do I want to go? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I am actually going to go a 91.
1: Oh, damn.
0: Dude, I love this
1: movie still. Shit. Like, you're going to make me feel like an asshole. (laughs) I also really enjoyed this movie. It was, like, not nearly as much as Rose did. (laughs) It was very enjoyable it is like i said it's it's just kind of cluttered there's things that you can kind of pick apart here and there but overall like it's a really good heartfelt movie and it's fun too like from a kid's perspective like this is an a hell of a good time and for me i think i'm I'm like a 79. Like I know that sounds <laughs> bad. I know, just I know, kidding. I know no, that sounds kidding. bad. But I, I'm kidding. That is like the nicest that I could possibly be <laughs> to that to that score. Like I liked it. It's it's just not It's not my favorite animated movie.
0: I mean this it's not my favorite either, but it's definitely up there. And yeah,
1: for me. It, for for me it's it's middle, middle of the road. Fair enough. Like Fair it's enough. one that I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't wanna watch this. But it's also not gonna be like my first choice either.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So yeah, that's where I'm uh I'm sitting with it. Um but that concludes This breakdown, so the final, or so let me go through the, uh, the categories first. So starting off with story, we were sitting at an 84.5 writing is sitting one point exactly above that at an 85.5 acting scored way higher than, than that, uh, sitting at an 88 Character development brought this movie down a little bit, sitting at an 83.5. Um, effects brings it right back up to an 87. Music, we said, was an 8. It was pretty good, just nothing too memorable or special. Um, costumes, solid 9 um, from both of us, just because of the iconic look about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And then our personal score averaged out to an eighty-five, with Rose like absolutely loving this film and me like being like, okay, it's all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, like you, like you texted me. I have a soft spot for this movie. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, but with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Mister Peabody and Sherman has come to a. B plus, yes, yeah. It just cracked B plus. I'm happy. It was it's a B it plus. was seriously point zero six away from being a B. God damn! Wow. It just like our cutoff is eighty six percent. This scored an eighty six point zero six percent. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, it was freaking toit. <laughs> <laughs> it made it in like right under the freaking wire. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure that's like the bottom of our apologies I had to pause for a quick second. Anyway, um I was absolutely right. So Mr. Peabody and Sherman is like the bottom of our B plus. (laughs) Sad days. Yeah. Um, So. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Is right below. Nightmare on Elm Street. Which is at an 86.12%. It is below. Spider-Man Homecoming. Which is at an 86.22%. It is also below. Sing 2. Which is at an 86.25. It is below Captain Marvel. Which is at an 86.25 as well. And then it is below. The Lego Movie 2. Which is at an 86.5. And then going the opposite direction. um, The movies that I'm about to list. Are our B movies. Not our B+. Um, So yeah. Anyway, um, it is above The Force Awakens, which is at an (laughs) 85.81. It's above Halloween Kills, which is at an 85.68. Okay, I'm okay with that. It is above Onward, which is at an 85.67.
0: All right.
1: It wow, it beat also, a Pixar movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> it is also above Cruella, which is at an 85.56. And then finally, it is above Candyman 2021, which is at an 85.56.
0: Okay. Not bad.
1: Not bad at all. I I knew that there, <laughs> you were going to think that it, it being above Halloween Kills is going to suck. <laughs> i'll accept it but yeah so um that's where it's sitting at like i said sitting at a b plus 86.06 percent
0: awesome all right well i'd say that concludes this episode uh if you like what you heard and you want to listen to our more of our amazing voices you can follow follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts uh Whatever you're listening to this on right now, or, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that fun shit. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media where you can DM, DM us with episode ideas, answer our questions of the week when we actually do post them. I should probably stop saying that. Um, um, but also if you want to join us, uh, because we would love to have anybody uh, those are as followed. Facebook.com forward slash The Twitter and Instagram at The as well as TikTok is at The as well. Um, or you can email us, theallbroschannel at gmail.com if that's your preferred way of getting in contact with us. Uh, you can check out our website, tinyurl, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, um, where that is the best place to get merch if you do want it, because that is the only place that you can get some of the designs because copyright sucks. But if you don't want to do that, um, you can always check out our Public store. Um, and that is tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all channel. Um, next week, um, Caleb, Who what's knows? the plan for next? Okay. Who we're, we're, we're just going to put it up <laughs> into the air and it's, it's, is going to be a surprise for everybody. Um, so we'll, we'll get back on fun. like
1: a regularly like scheduled calendar again, but right now I don't freaking know.
0: <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, until next time, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And uh, I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Okay, I'm gonna try something new. Let's see if I can, um, do this. <clears throat> I'm practicing this voice. Haha, <laughs> ha, see you real soon! <laughs> How was it? It was great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't top that. <laughs>
1: Bye.